Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mama Wears Athleisure. I am your host, Mariella de Santiago, a first-time mom. We focus on all things mom with tips to help make life easier and more organized for all you mamas out there. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm here with Jen Moffitt, and we are going to talk a little bit about mindfulness during labor and delivery. So Jen is with Mindful Birthing, and she's going to share why mindfulness can really help us during this process. I'm Jen Moffitt. I've been a nurse midwife for over 20 years. And as a doula and midwife, I've been at over a thousand births. I've been working at a federally qualified community health center since 2010. And teaching mindfulness-based childbirth and parenting classes, MBCP, since 20 at that health center, and training teachers with the Mindful Birthing and Parenting Foundation from around the world to be able to teach MBCP. So I want to kind of start off with just talking a little bit about mindfulness. We hear this a lot. We It's a big topic just within our society now, but for those of us that maybe aren't fully aware of like what mindfulness can you just talk a little bit about that? Sure. And it is a word that's used quite often these days. One of the most famous definitions is by John Kabat-Zinn, who created MBSR, Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction. And it's the awareness that arises from paying attention on purpose in the present moment and non-judgmentally. So that sounds good, but what does it actually mean? If you think about choosing to pay attention on purpose, that's sort of the opposite of being on autopilot. So we all have had the experience of going to a healthcare provider and we can tell whether that person is tuned into us or whether their mind is still on the last patient or what they're going to have for dinner after they leave. You can tell when someone's paying attention. Our kids can tell when we're really tuned in and paying attention. So it's choosing on purpose to pay attention. The in the present moment part has to do with the fact that 60% of the time, our minds are either in the past or in the future. And some of that can be really useful for us because, of course, we need to be planning for the future. We wouldn't have had this meeting today if we both hadn't been planning for it. So some of that is very functional. But often thoughts about the past can take the form of rumination, that yucky conversation from last week or a story I heard two years ago or whatever. And sometimes thoughts about the future can take the form of worry, especially when you're pregnant and your labor is coming. What if this happens? So when we practice mindfulness, we're practicing choosing to bring our mind back to right here, this moment. And part of how we do that is by bringing the mind back to the breath or the body, because the breath and the body can never be in the past or the future. They just can't. And so we just bring our mind back to right here, right now. And did you hear anything in that definition about being calm or relaxed? No. 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 So it's kind of this stereotype that when you're meditating, your mind is clear and everything is calm and relaxed and Really, mindfulness is about being with whatever is here, 
there might be a lot of discomfort. As we know, some people experience in labor, right? There might be fear, there might be pain. So in MBCP, Mindfulness-Based Childbirth and Parenting, we're getting up close to being with whatever is here, which serves us for the contractions of labor and also for the contractions of life, because we all have stress. It makes me think about yoga and how they're always you know, having you come back to the present and the now. So when you were giving that definition, I just totally thought, made me think about like, oh my gosh, it is, it is hard. It's so hard to just be in the present because especially as a parent, your mind is in so many different places. They say that mom brain is a real thing. And I definitely agree. It <laughs> sure a, is for me. <laughs> there's a science behind it, but anyway, so you mentioned labor and delivery. How does mindfulness kind of connect and help during that labor process? Like what, how can we use it? The first thing I want to say in terms of getting up close to fear is often people come into labor having experienced pain as one of two things in their history of life up until that point. Usually in life, pain will either be a sign of injury or potential injury or illness, right? We And it's a good thing. It's a sign from our body to pay attention because maybe we need to go see if we broke our wrist or maybe we're getting the flu. But is the pain of childbirth an injury? It's not. Is the pain of childbirth an illness? It's not. And so the first thing we do is offer people another category for the pain of childbirth, labor, and birth, which is transformational pain. It's the pain of a huge transformation that's happening in a very short time. And our babies will have transformational pain too. Our babies will have pain that's not an injury or an illness when they're teething. So one of the first things that we talk about is just reframing even the way we think about the pain of labor and then we separate the pain into three components, the sensory, which is how it feels in the body, from the cognitive, how we think about the pain, and the affective, how we feel about the pain. And when we separate the sensations in the body from how we think about it and how we feel about it, we're setting the stage to separate pain from suffering. So there can be pain without suffering. And if you're really paying attention, your contraction starts out less intense and comes up to a point of maximum intensity in the middle of the contraction and then comes back down again. How long do you think that peak is at the top of a contraction? It's about three to five seconds. And how long is one breath? About three to five seconds. So then if we do the math, let's say if you're having contractions every three minutes, they're lasting a minute each. How many minutes of pain is that in one hour of labor? It's 20 minutes of pain in an hour of labor. So 20 breaths of maximum intensity in an hour of labor. The important part is what's happening in between the contractions. In between the contractions, the body is pumping in endorphins, opiates, feel-good hormones to help you rest. So why aren't any of our friends talking about, oh, you should have felt the breaks in between the contractions. They were amazing. The reason why is that 
like we talked about before, in the untrained mind, most people in between contractions, their minds are going, oh my gosh, that last one was so hard. Oh my gosh, how am I going to do the next one? Oh, I can't do this. I want to go home. Missed it. People miss the breaks completely. And of course, we're not just talking about labor. We're also talking about life. So we're teaching people when we practice mindfulness, when we come back to the body, to what's right here, to really let themselves be in between contractions when the contractions are not happening. How do you apply that same idea during the delivery, which you're not really going to have those breaks, right? And I know it's going to be a little bit different depending on the form, like some individuals will have a C-section. So it's very different from a pain level than yes. those that don't. Right. And people will make all kinds of choices. And it's not like driving through a McDonald's drive through making a birth plan. There's really no such thing as a birth plan. You can't plan your birth like you're going through the drive through So we don't know how anyone's individual labor or birth will be or what will be best for them, what will be necessary when they're in labor. And so part of what mindfulness does is it allows people to cultivate the capacity to come back to right now so that instead of going off in a swirl about what does this mean that I wasn't planning to have an epidural, but now I'm choosing to do this, or do I really need a C-section? What questions should I be asking before going off in a swirl? Or maybe you start to go off and then you catch yourself. Okay, I'm going to come back to the feeling of my body sitting on this bed. I'm going to take a breath. And now I'm going to make the next right choice for myself and for my baby. And so even when you're pushing, you do have breaks in between contractions. Your baby needs it to be that way. And so even when you're pushing, you can be paying attention to the breaks in between the pushes and during the pushes, really tuning in, listening to what the body is telling you to do. You mentioned one technique that I feel I use often when it comes to practicing mindfulness, and that was taking a deep breath. But what are some other techniques that would be useful during the labor and delivery process? Hi, everyone. It's your host, Mariella. I wanted to thank you for listening and share some ways to show your continued support. You can rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Share the show with friends and family. Buy me a coffee to help with the financial costs of running a podcast. Follow me on Instagram at MamaWearsAthLeisure. And finally, subscribe to my newsletter. Thank you for listening. There are many, 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 and I would refer you to the Mindful Birthing book if you want to read more about them, but I'll tell you a few right now. Anything that brings you to this moment can be helpful to this body, to this breath. And so, of course, you can choose to pay attention to the breath coming into the body, leaving the body. You can also count breaths, breathing in, counting one, breathing out, counting two, breathing in three, and so on. You can allow the attention to go in between the breath and the actual sensations in the body, even if they're really intense and 
believe me, <laughs> my two labors were so intense, but you can tune into that intensity. What does it actually feel like? If you had to describe this as though you are a scientist, how would you describe this discomfort that you're having right now? Back and forth between feeling that going back to the breath. You can also choose to tune into the parts of the body that are not experiencing discomfort. So noticing my, I'm not having pain in my shoulders right now. I'm not having pain in my feet. You can bring to mind a picture of an imaginary baby is another technique. And through that contraction, which is not going to be longer than a minute or a minute and a half, because the baby wouldn't tolerate too much longer than that. Just picture all of these components of this imaginary baby, the little belly, the hands, the feet. You can also use touch during labor or your support people can help you with touch during labor, often stroking in one direction from your shoulder down the length of your arm or down the whole length of your body is more comforting than a back and forth or a padding movement or simply just a hold, holding your forehead and the back of your head, your support person doing that or the front of your chest and your upper back at the same time just holds can be a way for you to be comforted and also tune in to the feeling of that touch, which is also a way of coming into what's happening right now. But there's no technique that works for everyone. And it's good to fill up your toolbox and then see what works for you in labor. I feel like you already kind of answered my next question, but if there's anything that you can add or elaborate on, feel free to do so. What are some benefits of mindfulness during this time? In the research, I can tell you that mindfulness in the perinatal period has been shown to increase childbirth self-efficacy. It's meaning like how prepared you feel and how effective you feel in terms of your labor decreases pain catastrophizing when we're in fight or flight, our labors are not very efficient because you can't give birth if a tiger is chasing you. We were designed that way so that the blood is shunted to our major organs and we can run, get away from the tiger and then give birth. If we go into fight or flight now, even though we don't generally have tigers chasing us anymore, the same blood moves to the heart and the lungs away from the uterus and the contractions become less efficient. It can be really helpful to have less pain catastrophizing. We also have seen people who take MBCP have less depression post-course and less postpartum depression. And that has been shown to be the case even one to two years postpartum. And even in 2022 research, eight years postpartum, it can impact infant parent attachment, infant social emotional development. And all of these research studies you can find in the resources page on the Mindful Birthing website. But it's powerful, powerful stuff to have a little bit less reactivity when you're a parent, a little bit less self-judging as a parent. If we start paying attention to the thoughts that are in our heads, Often we're questioning ourselves a lot, which is one of the reasons I love your podcast, because there's so much information out there and you are distilling it down so that instead of questioning ourselves and needing to Google everything, 
people can come on here and hear just a chunk of really useful information. And I would also encourage people to trust themselves, take these little nuggets of information and then check in with themselves. Because when you're paying attention like that, you have more space to know how you really feel about something, which actually is really worth listening to. And it makes you feel like you have a little bit more control with certain things, (laughs) especially your emotions, right? (laughs) Which is really, really important as a parent because it's so easy to things not not to go as planned and then to feel very frustrated and overwhelmed because something went wrong, which something always goes a little different. (laughs) Right. Yes. It's just a myth that we have control over some things. There are many things we can control, but there's so much we can't. If being stress-free was a requirement for practicing mindfulness, I would have flunked out the first day. People have stress. And yes, you're going to get on that train sometimes of just like being carried away by frustration or sadness as a human being. But sometimes if you have a mindfulness practice, you're able to notice you're on the train, come off and say to your little toddler, mommy got super frustrated just then, didn't I? Every moment is a chance to begin again. Every breath is one that we haven't had before. We're just talking about this opportunity to begin again and begin again and begin again in labor, in birth, in all of the joy and pain and fear that comes with life. Well, finally, my last question, do you have any other tips, suggestions, or recommendations when it comes to practicing mindfulness, especially if you want to be more mindful when you are having your baby? I can first refer you to the Mindful Birthing website for more resources. I also sent you a link for a set of recordings for people who are in the first six weeks postpartum. I can teach a three-step breathing space right now. It takes about one minute, and it's something we call a practice in your pocket that people can use whenever they're wanting to shift gears. Could be in labor, could be with a screaming 14-month-old. Wherever you are, you don't have to close your eyes to do it. You can right now if you'd like to while you're practicing, as long as you're not driving. But I'll just run through it really quickly. So to do the three-step breathing space, we're going to start wide. And we're just going to ask ourselves, what is here? What thoughts are here? What feelings are here? What emotions? Just like taking the temperature checking in with your internal barometer. What is happening right now? That's step one. And now step two, narrowing the focus of awareness to include just this breath, just this breath coming into the body, just this breath leaving the body. And now step three, expanding the awareness around the breath to include the body as a whole, sitting here in the envelope of the skin, complete just as you are. And if your eyes were closed, opening them now. So it's starting wide. What is here? Going narrow. I have a breath. One breath in, one breath out. Nobody needs to know you're paying attention to the breath. Just pay attention to the breath. One in, one out. And then widening again, expanding to include the body as a whole. I have a body. My feet are on the floor. Okay. Okay. Next moment, 
it's so human to get overwhelmed by life in labor and in parenting. And so this can be a way to shift gears. Thank you so much for all of that and for taking time out of your day. It's crazy how really just taking one deep breath can really help calm you because it's hard to always be present as a parent without really thinking about all of the things that you need to do because it's no longer just yourself. You've got either one little human or more that you really need a plan for. So yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. I think this is really useful information. Let's keep it real too. You don't have to be present all the time. You're not going to be. But when you notice that you're not, or when you notice that there's that little one over there that you want to shift your attention to them because they're in the present moment, you can go for it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for our next episode. You can find us on Instagram for more updates and tips. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a review if you like us.